welcome to Spawned, a common sense, generally fun, and hopefully helpful discussion on parenting and parenting culture. Hey, I'm Kristen Chase, and along with Liz Gumbiner, we're the founders of CoolMomPics.com. Today, we are going to be talking about photo organization with the photo organization guru, Casey Von Stein, who you may know as Miss Freddy. And as always, we will close out our show with our cool picks of the week. And we'll be right back with our guest after this. This episode of Spawn is brought to you by Generation Joy. Now, when parents say that we need basics for our kids, we don't mean basic basics. They have to be soft and comfy so kids wear them, high quality and durable so kids can wear them a lot, and of course, stylish, because why shouldn't they be? And that's why you need to know about Generation Joy. Designed to be a line of better basics for kids from preschool through teens, each item at Generation Joy starts with the durable construction parents demand from their kids' clothes. Thanks to details like double-stitch seams for heavy-duty playground action, but also, get this, some of the clothes are reversible, which we love because kids can get more use out of every item. And they're built with Grow With Me features like extended cuffs on the joggers, adaptable waistbands, and leggings that are a little bit longer than the ordinary. And the styles, pretty adorable. Check out the new Generation Joy spring line that includes tie-dyes, funky repeating prints, wearable solids, and motifs ranging from hearts and rainbows to bugs, dinosaurs, and spaceships. And Spawn listeners, we have a fantastic offer just for you. When you buy two items, you'll get any one item free for a limited time at generationjoyapparel.com. That's buy two items, get one free for a limited time at generationjoyapparel.com generationjoyapparel.com. Be sure to use the code COOLMOMJOY, but hurry, the offer expires April 30th. That's buy two items, get any one item free using the code COOLMOMJOY at generationjoyapparel.com. So Casey Von Stein, aka Miss Freddie, is a certified professional photo organizer in Golden, Colorado. She's a mom of two, a nine-year-old boy and a seven-year-old girl. And after 10 years as a professional photographer, she realized that what people really needed was help organizing and enjoying their photos. Here, here, she offers remote organizing services for clients worldwide, which is how we found her, and self-paced online courses for those who want to tackle their photo mess on their own. Well, Casey, welcome to the show. Hello. Oh my gosh. I am so excited and possibly a little embarrassed to have you on the show today (laughs) (laughs) because I am the worst. Actually, that's not true. So I want to tell you on Instagram today, we asked people to bravely tell us how many photos they had on their phone right now. And I'm going to pull it up. (laughs) Their number. Oh my gosh. 15,000. Their number. 53,000. 35,000. 29,000. So basically we're not alone in our photo dysfunction, right? No. The funny thing is people share their number with me all the time (laughs) and they say it with the same shame or guilt in their voice, no matter what their number is. So somebody confesses to me, I have 1000 photos on my phone (laughs) in the same way that a person confesses. I have 
200,000 pictures on my phone and I've seen all the numbers, but they're just a number. We need to get rid of the feelings of shame. Okay. So take the guilt and shame out of yes. what I love your number, right? Cause that could mean a lot of different things. People, it's right, so it funny how people have guilt and shame about that stuff. So, okay. I have 6,500 photos on my phone. I think about 1200 videos. I'm going to say that without guilt or shame, actually, because someone else had 53,000 doesn't make me feel as bad, but also like <laughs> I've, I've moved things off my phone. We're going to talk about backing up and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But are there different types of, there's probably a better name for this, but I'm going to just say like photo hoarders, right? For example, I imagine that you've seen people who have a lot of photos or videos because there's sentimental value. They don't trust backing up, mm -hmm. right? You know, for me personally, a lot of it has to do with time and I work in social media. So I have a ton of images and I just don't take the time to delete them. Do you see different types of people in terms of how they're managing or basically not managing their organization? Oh, for sure. There's the same kinds of personalities, right? There's like the hoarders and then the minimalists. So there's the hoarders who never delete a picture. They just keep taking and taking and taking. And then there's the minimalists who feels good to delete and they're deleting and deleting and deleting maybe too much. So sometimes in my cases, I've gone and deleted too many things because I love deleting and cleaning up the picture. So there's definitely two different people, but there's also two different types of phone management styles. So you can either look at your phone as a memory card. You take pictures on it. When you get to a number that's full or feels uncomfortable, you transfer it somewhere else, a computer. Or you can view your phone, if you use iCloud, as your library. That's your whole life. That's all of your stuff. And so it's actually great to have a larger number because that means that all of your photos are there. So when you want to make an album, which we'll talk about later, or search by face, it's your whole life there on your phone. So there's two different ways you can look at it. It's a memory card or it's your life. Okay. <laughs> I like that. That's making me feel better. And I'm sure just by you saying that a lot of people are thinking about it, they're identifying with it. And I guess this goes for a lot of organizations organization and working with an organizer, there's a lot of feelings that people are dealing with. And if they can get mm -hmm. past that and understand that you're not judging them, that they're not being judged, yeah. right? They can get more accomplished. Oh yeah. There's no judge. I've seen everything. I say that confidently. I've seen everything, <laughs> all types of photos, all numbers of photos. I've had clients with files in the millions and it's all okay. There's no judgment that these are people who've taken a lot of pictures, hopefully because they've had a lot of blessings in their life that they wanted to document, but also they're people who are maybe afraid of technology or, you know, they don't have a place they feel confident in. And so what they've done is just copy and copy and copy and copy and put things everywhere to try to calm that anxiety. They feel that they might lose something. And so that's a natural thing that is so common. I see it all the time. Now, let me ask you this. Are folks that are closer to being digital natives better at this? Because I'm thinking about it now. We have a site, Cool Mom Tech, right? And we talk about raising digital natives. I'm Gen X. I'm 45, right? So, you know, when the phone came out, we were like, oh, it's a camera. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's your music. It's everything. How convenient, you know, which was great for me because I really struggled with taking photos on a camera. I just couldn't juggle it. So putting the camera in my phone was actually a wonderful thing for me because mm -hmm. I started taking more photos. However, the photo organization thing was just a new thing for everybody when we started getting smartphones. No one knew how to do it. So I'm wondering if you have younger clients, mm -hmm. are you seeing a difference or do you only see clients that are sort of older millennials and Gen X and higher? I'm just curious to know what you're seeing. Yeah, I do have a theory on this. So all my clients are about my age or older, definitely all moms. I'd say all in the thirties and older. The interesting thing is 
because the Snapchat generation, which is just slightly younger than me, they have a different mentality. Well, I'm generalizing, but they have a different mentality about their photos because they're used to Snapchat where things disappear in 24 hours and maybe they didn't put so much weight uh, on saving the photo and yes. the legacy of the photo yes. as we did. <gasps> because ours were printed and in our hands and in an album and way more permanent than what the next generations are where they just disappear in 24 hours. Oh, that's so interesting, isn't it? And it's yeah. interesting too, as we think about our kids and I know you have younger kids, so I have older kids. My oldest is 18 almost. My youngest is 11 and a few of them are on Snapchat and they do that thing, the streak, right? Where the they, streak. they just take photos of dumb stuff. Nothing. Like the ground. <laughs> yes. I'm like, why are you taking a photo of your feet on the floor of my car? Number one, that looks terrible. And number two, yeah. what are you doing? And so photos for, I'm going to say, you know, Gen Z and younger, right? And maybe even millennials. And I, I don't really love to like put people in those kinds of boxes, but I think in this case, it does apply in some ways. Mm-hmm. They're also seeing photos in a different way. It's not necessarily a memory. No. It's a way of communication. Mm-hmm. And that changes the way I imagine you would treat your photos and how you would organize them. Yes. And so I don't, maybe this will change in the future, but I don't have clients in that age range because I think they don't feel the same anxiety that we feel about losing memories. Mm-hmm. I think we place a different, I don't know, set of feelings on longevity and legacy and what we're leaving for our kids. And now maybe that generation will grow into that as they get mm-hmm. older and they have kids or maybe not. It, yeah. It will, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. find out. That's so interesting. You were like, oh, we're just going to talk about organizing your photos. But there's so <laughs> many things that come up when you talk yeah. about this and it's pervasive, right? Like so many people these days, pretty much everyone at some level has photo storage or taking photos with their phone. So this is something I think that regardless of how old your kids are, where you are in your life mm-hmm. that you can relate to. So I don't really love calling people out. You know, I, I'm a do person as opposed to a don't, but I imagine it's helpful for people to hear like, here is the biggest mistake. So if you look across the folks that you've worked with and what you've seen, is there one thing that stands out that people consistently do that's just like not a great choice or not a great thing? Yes. There's lots of things that are coming to my mind, but the first one is focusing on the junk before anything else. So when you have a pocket of 30 minutes and you're like, boy, I'm going to get my photos under control once and for all in my whole 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) what you do is start scrolling back and deleting blurry photos or screenshots or junk and you use up your 30 minutes instantly and you didn't really change anything about the state of your photos or the way that you interact with them. And so, yes, it can be beneficial to clean up that junk eventually, but I don't think it should be the first focus when you're trying to work on your photos. I'm doing it wrong. I am. I I mean, that's what I do, right? When I have time and oftentimes I'll do it when I'm on a plane, which hasn't been very often, but the plane Mm -hmm. is kind of a good place. You could be watching a movie. Yes. You're kind of stuck. You can't do anything. So what like, else are you going to do? Exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to go through my photos, mm-hmm. but that's so interesting. And I also want to just call back to what you said about interacting with your photos. And I don't know if you find this, but especially as someone who works in social media, I am going back a lot into my photo albums. Mm-hmm. I am grabbing old things that I have posted and reposting them. Mm-hmm. And so even if something has been used and I'm using air quotes here, I'm not done with it yet. Yeah. And I always kind of thought that I was an anomaly because I 
worked in social, but do you find that people interact with their photos still over time when they're on their phone? Oh, sure. Definitely. If they're working on their phone, which is more and more common, then they're mm-hmm. in the same situation as you and they need to kind of bring back this old content again sometimes. But also you see all those fun social media challenges go around where people are like, tag a picture of you in your wedding dress or share a picture of you at prom. And so people need to have their old photos accessible if they want to just participate in those fun memories. Or when you come across a birthday and you want to make a collage for your friend of that time that you celebrated her birthday during spring break in college. Well, Mm -hmm. how do you get to those pictures? There's so many memories in there that we do want to relive sometimes. Yeah. You know, like you said, it's sort of like we don't carry photos in our wallet anymore, right? This is where they are. They're on our phone. So backing up is so important. We talk about that on Cool Mom Tech. Mm -hmm. But I'm wondering when you work with folks, is your goal first to get them to organize and then to back up? Or do you feel like it doesn't matter? People should just make sure things are safe and then go through the process. Like talk to me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So my primary focus is getting everything into one place so that they have one comprehensive collection because the way that most people sit right now is we have a little bit in Google photos and a little bit on our iPhone and iCloud and a little bit on an old hard drive and a little bit Uh, on an old computer we've been storing in the basement. Yes. That is me. And so they're not accessible and usable in any efficient way when they're scattered like that. And so my first focus is getting one comprehensive library. And if iCloud or an iPhone, if you're a Mac user, is your choice of where you want to interact with your pictures, that means increasing that number on your phone substantially. So I went from having a thousand on my phone to 25,000 when I went through that step of centralizing all of my stuff and getting it together. But now I can go back and get my college photos from my phone and text it to my friend on her birthday because they're in one centralized hub, one library that's comprehensive and has everything. That's so smart. You know, I was trying to get a new phone and I have to say that is my pain point of getting a new phone is what to do with all my freaking photos. (laughs) And so I decided to get Google photos, but like Mm -hmm. Google photos could only take 6,000 or whatever the heck it was. So now I have 6,000 on Google photos and then I have 6,000 on my phone and I'm getting these little notices that pop up from Google photos like, Hey, and I'm like, why, why are you bothering me? So in my case, You would say pick one, basically. Yeah. So our nature is when they tell us we need to go up another level and pay for more, our nature is to kind of push against that and be like, how do I fix my problem and Mm -hmm. get smaller so that Mm -hmm. I don't get this message again? Yeah. But I think switch that and pick the one service that you're going to go all in on. So if it's Google for you, great. If it's iCloud for most people, Mm -hmm. great. If it's Amazon Photos, like pick what the service is going to be for you. And then when you get the message, you've decided already, okay, well, this is my one and only I'm paying for it here. And you go up and you increase in size as you need instead of scattering yourself across other things, all in small amounts so that you don't meet the threshold and then getting incessant alerts that you're full. Well, that's my problem. just drive you crazy. Well, they do. They drive you crazy. And now like I don't go into Google photos. So to me, it's like those photos don't exist. Yeah. Like I have completely forgotten about those photos. Yeah. They are gone. They have no organization (laughs) out of sight, completely out of mind. Save those little reminders. So really... 
I need to make a decision and say, all right, I started with Google Photos. It's perfectly fine. I'm just going to move everything over there and add storage. Or I pull back and bring everything back to iCloud and get rid of yeah. just delete. Okay. That makes total sense. Yeah. You can choose which one works best for you. And actually I have a free quiz on my website. If you go to missfreddy.com slash cloud, that helps you decide what service would be best oh, for you. Oh, that's so great. But it typically will give you the answer of whatever you're currently paying it's for. The best. Right. What is well, best well, for but, you? I mean, that's helpful. Yeah. Like, listen, there are people yeah, who are Android families. There are people uh-huh. who are Mac families. I really am not experienced in knowing which one is best for me. Yeah. We are a Mac family, but like someone was like, eh, just get Google photos. It's fine. Yeah. So I did it. And now here I am. One of the things that really resonated with me on your Instagram feed, which is fantastic. It's Instagram.com slash miss.freddy, F-R-E-D-D-Y. So it's great. Super awesome follow. I love all your information, but you talk a lot about albums, mm-hmm. which I imagine as an organizer, right? Like that is a really great way to go. And what's interesting is that not a lot of people, and I'm raising my hand here, are really using <laughs> them. I do use favorites. Good. That's a great place to start. Yeah. <clears throat> I use the hidden photos. Oh, okay. Um, That's yeah, another one. I do that. That's a popular one. Yep. <laughs> and I have to say that when we did a post on Cool Mom Tech about searching, mm-hmm. right, by face, but you can also search for words, which a lot of people had no idea. Oh, so That cool. is really super helpful. Yeah. But can you talk more about what people need to be doing with albums that they're just not doing? Yes. So this is a great continuation of what we just said, where I think the first focus should be bringing everything into one comprehensive collection. Well, then it's easy for you to make a backup of that, right? You have your whole big hub and you can copy and paste it somewhere just to give yourself peace of mind. Mm -hmm. But then the next step, albums changed everything for me because when you have a large collection, so I'll use 30,000 as the example, that's pretty much the average of what I see on my client's phones. If you have 30,000 on your phone, that's a lot to scroll through. And there's some intelligence that tells you, oh, look what you were doing on this day last Mm -hmm. year, you know, Mm -hmm. brings them back up. But when you're trying to find something, albums are significantly easier and a huge time saver. So what I've done with my albums is I've made a best of for each kid. I was just going to ask. Yeah. I went to the face of the kid, which Mm -hmm. that was automatic. So Mm -hmm. it automatically showed me here are all the pictures of your son, but there were 6,000 and that's not small. So I went through those. He is well loved. Right. Well, he's the first, you know, there's a yep. lot of pictures. Yep. <laughs> then I went through those and just selected my very favorites, you know, the ones, and then put them in an album that says best of Colin. And so when Colin graduates from middle school, high school, whatever the milestone is, I'm going to go to that best of, have a nice curated collection of his face that I'll use to make the slideshow or the book or submit the yearbook, whatever I need to do. I'll have it sort of narrowed down and already. And I can grow that over time. I mean, I can add to his albums as new pictures come in, but that is huge huge for finding pictures faster. I have over 200 albums on my phone for different things. And the other game changer for me with albums is I use my regular albums for my personal photos and I use shared albums for my work photos. Because when you make a shared album, even if it's just shared with yourself, you can then delete the items off your camera roll. So when I scroll back in my photo collection, I'm not seeing my Miss Freddie content there. I'm just seeing my family content. 
content because my Miss Freddie content, if I want to save it, lives in a shared album, which is sort of like a little loophole for iCloud iPhone users where you can kind of keep your stuff in a shared album and off of your feed. <laughs> so I do that for my work. Oh, that's stuff. so smart. Mm -hmm. So if you want to delete that content, you can more easily delete it. Yeah. So okay. you can put it in a shared album, delete it from your camera roll and it stays in the shared album. That is I not see. how a non-shared album works. So when I give you the example of my son, mm -hmm. if I started deleting things from my camera roll that I put in my best of Colin album, they would delete from his album too. So your camera <gasps> roll is what it is. It is okay. just a large okay. piece that is what it is. Chronological albums are where you can kind of narrow it down and get smaller. But when you move something to an album, it's not leaving your camera roll. I see. I yeah. never would have thought to use shared albums like that. Yeah. I, I, like, I think that's so clever and that makes a lot of sense, yeah. right? Because one of the things that I find with my camera roll is it's like personal photo, personal photo, mm -hmm. 17 Instagram memes, yep. personal <laughs> photo. And you're just like, I just yep. want, I, where's my vaccine card? You know, like, yep. and I've obviously have used favorites, but even a lot of people don't use favorites and that's a yep. good start. And your favorites get big too. I'm dealing with a client right now who has 150,000 items in her collection and her favorites is 16,000. So like oh, that's goodness. hard to surf through because it's so big. So favorites is a great first step, but then you can narrow it down and maybe make albums out of what you've already favorited. If you want to make one for each kid or a vacation or Halloween, whatever you want, you could live in your favorites as you're making those albums to kind of narrow it down, make it less overwhelming. I love that. Yeah. This is kind of mind blowing, honestly, because I think about, <laughs> you know, like you don't want to delete some of the fun, candid photos of your kids, for example, yeah. right? Like you don't want to get rid of them, but they're clearly not the ones that you want to pull up if you need to share a photo of them for school or yeah. you're sharing something with a relative. So I like this idea. And I don't know if you've experienced this. You're a bit younger than I am. For me, there was this weird thing of like, there are only a certain amount of email addresses in the world. Like people would be sharing email addresses and we would finally be like, wait a second, you can have as many email addresses as you want. Like <laughs> there isn't a bridge <laughs> of email addresses. Yeah. Sort of like you can make as many albums as you want. Yes. Right. You can make as many albums yes. as you want and they actually don't increase the size of your collection because right. they are referencing back in that big library, your camera roll, they're referencing them there. They're not duplicating them. So you can make as many albums as you want. Yes. And you can even use them temporarily because maybe you want to make like 10 prints that you need to send into school and you want to take them to Walgreens. Yeah. Well, make an album of those 10, print them, and then you can delete the album when you're done. And those 10 pictures still remain in your camera roll. The album that was just referencing them easily for you is gone now. Ah, so okay. don't be afraid that of albums. That is super helpful. Make them as many as you want. They're so, so <laughs> useful. And another tip along the shared albums line. So you could use shared albums as a way of managing your screenshots, which is kind of what you were alluding to with your, Ugh, when you man. said you have all those Instagram memes. Yes. So you could use that as a way to manage your screenshots. I don't recommend it as a way to manage your like important photos because okay. well, I just, you just never know. Apple could change the rules about how shared albums operate and you don't want to have everything sitting in there. Mm -hmm. But one thing that's worked for me, if you don't want to use shared albums, is to use my notes app to hold screenshots instead. So when oh. you take a screenshot, this blows some people's minds, but when you take a <laughs> screenshot, there's that little up arrow that 
export button and you can mm-hmm. send it right to a note. And when it's in a note, you can actually search and it returns search from the screenshot, like words from the screenshot. Oh my gosh. And eventually the Photos app will do that same thing. I know that's where we're headed probably maybe in the next operating system update. Mm-hmm. But right now you can file all those things in notes and put notes in folders to keep them organized. So when you need to find that recipe that you screenshot off Instagram and you know it has spinach in it, well, you can just type spinach and it will take you right to the screenshot in your notes. Holy and then cow. you don't have to see those screenshots in your camera. So you can kind of make a strategy where you say, my camera roll is just going to be my memories, my photos, mm-hmm. my videos, mm-hmm. and my notes is going to be everything else. Oh my gosh. Seriously. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I'm like, I'm already like, okay, now I know what I need to do. The thing is, and I'm sure this is why people work with you and you have Mm -hmm. different ways that folks can work with you, which I think is so exciting because if people are just like, they want to just hand it over to you, they can do that. Or if they want to take a class and do it themselves. So that helps for people who have various budgets and that sort of thing. But I imagine that people are really overwhelmed. So what do you tell people, right? They're like, oh my gosh, I have 50,000 photos. I don't know where to start. I mean, you've told them where to start, but like, it still feels overwhelming. I don't have time to do this. Do you tell people to like budget time every day for like 20 minutes? Like what's the best way to go about starting a process like this? Yes. I tell people to just start by changing your habits today going forward. Like I said, our nature is to go backwards and start cleaning things up, but that's not necessarily going to move the needle on what matters. So if you decide today, I'm going to handle things differently. Maybe I'll put my screenshots in the notes, or maybe I will spend five minutes tonight while I'm watching Netflix, reviewing what I did today and deleting those things that don't matter matter anymore. And if I'm only looking at one day, well, that only take me two minutes. You know, it's not so overwhelming. So you can decide today to just handle things differently going forward. And then on that magical day in the future, when we have a whole month free with nothing to do, sure, go backwards and clean up all the stuff in the past. You always can come back and delete and clean up your archives, but focus now on just like today. Like, what am I going to do different today and tomorrow mm-hmm. and just make different habits going forward that will change things for you? I see. And I think a lot of people when they get into this, right? They think, oh, I should have. Like there's a lot of, I'm thinking yeah. right now, and this is related, but not our topic, right? Which is like files on your computer. And I always start, I'm like, I have a new computer. I'm going to have such a great naming system. And then um, forget it. You know, yeah. same thing. I'm taking <laughs> screenshots of screenshots on my computer. It's just out of control there. But like one thing at a time. Oh yeah, one just thing at a time. One thing at a time. Start with this, have a good plan going forward. And then if you schedule some time, mm-hmm. you know, to like I think about my time, I'm sitting in my car many afternoons while my kids are playing sports, right? And instead Mm -hmm. of scrolling through Instagram, I could be taking 15 minutes or 20 minutes and just creating one album. One album, right? That's all it takes. One album. Yeah. Think about today, I'm going to do this album and you'll be surprised. Like it will only take you 10 minutes or 15 minutes. Like today I'm going to make an album of my favorite pictures of my dog. Mm -hmm. We'll search dog and just go through for 10 minutes. You can even set a timer so you know how much time is passing, but go through and find your favorite pictures of the dog and put them in the album and you're done. And there's such a nice finishing point there, right? Like I just said, I was going to make this one album. I made it. And then you get this little boost of energy and motivation. You're like, tomorrow I'm going to make one for my daughter. The dog came before my daughter. (laughs) Don't tell her that, but. um, Well, you know, there may not be as many photos of the dog, right? You know, I think also (laughs) setting yourself up for success too. So like, Hey, if it's just a matter of the photos from my vacation in Mexico or whatever, like there's not going to be 
thousands of photos. So yeah. that's maybe a good place to start. So you could feel successful. Yep. You got it done in 15 minutes and then you can tackle the bigger things later. Oh, I love this. I'm so excited. And it's so awesome how the momentum compounds because I got 3000 pictures from my wedding photographer. And for years I've been like, oh, that's just so many to go through mm-hmm. 3000. And <laughs> finally this fall, okay, we've been married 13, 14 years, right? Okay. I should be able to know that math, but um, <laughs> uh, it's been a long time. And I finally was like, I'm getting a new computer. I'm going to go through these as I switch. And I'm going to make an album of my favorite selections from mm-hmm. those 3000. Mm-hmm. And so now I have an album on my phone. That's our wedding. And I think it's 250 photos. And I already feel like, Hey, I could finally make my wedding album. <laughs> You know, now I can make the album because I have 250. And so it's funny how you finish one task, which always ends up being smaller than you think it is. Mm -hmm. That wedding selections did not take me that long, but now I'm motivated to make an album and do all these other things with my wedding pictures that I hadn't been motivated to do anything with for years. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And I think that's a great place to end too, because we did talk about photos being memories and we've featured a lot of places where you can print photos and make photo Mm -hmm. books. And I wonder if there were a lot of people out there who don't do that because they're so overwhelmed oh, yes. by their photo roll. Is that, yes. and what are your thoughts on, you know, people get organized. Do we need to wait until we're fully organized? Like, should no, we be no. printing photo books? I want to hear your thoughts on taking the photos off of your phone and making memories. So my first advice is to think about what matters most to you and what is realistic to you, because you look around and compare yourself to other moms who are making a book for each kid for each year, for each vacation, (laughs) for every milestone. And you kind of feel maybe that's what I'm supposed to be doing. But I made the decision. I am making one photo book for my family every year. I call it our family yearbook. Mm-hmm. Everybody is in it. Everybody mm-hmm. in the family is equally represented. And it is my favorite pictures from the year. Our vacations are in there. It encompasses everything. I print one copy. It sits in our living room. And I felt like that was manageable to me. So that's my first advice is just decide what your goal is going to be. But my second advice goes all the way back to what we talked about the beginning of not focusing on the junk. When you decide you want to make your photo book, it's easy to scroll back and just start reviewing your camera roll and you get distracted by those Mm -hmm. screenshots and the junk. But flip your approach to be looking for the favorites instead of looking for the junk. And so you can scroll back one year's worth of time, Mm -hmm. mark the favorites and put them in an album that says 2022 family favorites or family yearbook. And then take that album to your album design company or your photo book design company. And then you're not distracted by everything else. You have that album of the things you've chosen are worth going into a book. And then you can just focus on making the book. So you're not distracted <laughs> by the photo selection, right? All right, that right. while you're making the book. Cause otherwise you start making the book, you get three pages in and then it sits in your card and never gets bought because you get so distracted by everything else. Yeah. That is a real thing that happens. Yes. Right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I, let's just end. I know I said, I want to end with the printing photos, but like, let's just talk about me, for example. Sure. So I, I do have some names of albums, right? That I have used some of which Mm -hmm. Apple has done for me, right? Like they created an album based on, I guess the app, 
right? So Instagram, Snapchat, like Instagram. or whatever, right? Yeah. Or text, yeah. which I think is kind of interesting. I don't know if I made that myself. I might have done that. Kids' photos I made, my daughter's art I oh, made. Yeah. Now, can I rename these albums? Sure. And so I find all this organization to be much easier if you're a Mac user and you use iCloud, you can open Apple Photos program on the computer and all the album work you do in that program syncs to your phone. Uh, so it's, it's one library, iCloud. Okay. And you are working on it either from your phone or your computer. So if you have a lot of organizing work and you happen to be a Mac user, I find mm-hmm. it easier to just sit down on the computer and do okay. that work. Okay. But yes, you can do it on your phone. You can make new albums on your phone. You can rename albums. You can change the order of the albums. And then another thing that is a game changer for me, because I've mentioned I have so many albums, is you can make folders that house the albums. So if you have maybe a bunch of artwork and you have an album of artwork for each kid, you can make a folder Older. that's called artwork. So that it kind of nests things in a more organized way. So you don't have to scroll through 200 layers of albums to find what you need. So that is huge. And this is an iPhone feature in Mm -hmm. iCloud, but making folders to hold your albums is just purely organizational, but it really has helped me a lot. Oh, I imagine, especially if you're someone who's worried about having a lot of albums. Yeah. So then you can put like all of the kids art could go in one folder Yeah. or sports photos, sports kids sports photos. They're separated in albums by name yep. or even by name and year, you know, and then you put them in a folder that's kids sports 2022 or something. Yeah. Right. And none of this is permanent. So if you start making an album for your daughter's artwork and then you're like, oh, actually, I want all the kids artwork to be in here, or I want to separate it. Like all of these decisions can be changed. So don't let your need for perfection stand in the way of mm-hmm. making any progress at all. Okay. You can always change your approach. My albums have changed so much over the years. Just make them. Yeah. Just make the albums so you can use them until you change your idea of what will work for you in the future. Oh, I love this. And really, it's just about getting started and you are the person to go to. So mm-hmm. your Instagram is very lively. You've got a lot going on there. You <laughs> offer a lot of tips. I love it. Don't look at my screen time reports. Yes, Uh it's very lively. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's miss.freddy, F-R-E-D-D-Y. And your site is missfreddy.com. And that's the best Mm -hmm. place if people want to hire you to do all of this. You said you offer online courses. That's the best place for everyone who's listening right now, who I know is like so excited and probably has a bazillion questions. Head over to your website, missfreddy.com. Yes. And my final word of encouragement, people have this funny thing. They come to me and they're like, well, I have to get my photos ready for you to organize, or I have to get this ready before I can take (laughs) your course. But the courses and my services are meant to meet you where you are Ah. in this exact moment. And it's my job. And the courses will lead you through gathering the pictures, getting them ready, formatting a hard drive if you need to do that. I mean, they meet you where you're at. So get rid of the, I need to get ready mentality because you'll never feel ready. That's true. It's like tidying for the tidier, right? Like it's just, it's just, it is what it is. Fantastic. All right. Well, now it is time for Cool Picks of the Week. Cool Picks of the Week. And Casey, you are my guest. So you get to go first. Okay. I have, can I share two? Oh yeah, please. Well, <laughs> okay. this isn't here. So the more I'll the merrier. So go for it. Um, Cause the one that I was planning to share isn't photo related. And I feel like I need to have a photo related one Oh, too. it's okay. So my cool pick is a, an app called Streaks. Have you heard of it? No, I have not. Streaks. Okay. So I am somebody 
that is very motivated by not breaking the streak, like continuing to do the same thing and setting a streak. And so this year I've been focused on trying to like implement some basic habits, like making the bed every morning or flossing my teeth at night or (laughs) making sure I go to bed with like the dishes out of the sink. Mm -hmm. And so I set up streaks. You set up whatever habit you want or whatever you want to measure. And then every day you just check it and you get this little ding and it measures how many days in a row you have been doing something. And so if that is something that will motivate your personality, you'll know that about yourself. Mm -hmm. I have now made the bed 121 days in a row. And that was unheard of for me (laughs) all because of this little streak. I love that. I think that is brilliant. And I think it's a great note to say that for some people, it's super motivating. I think of the folks who have the Apple watch and they close their rings, right? It's that same sort of like, oh, I got to close them today. So I love that. Great recommendation. Streaks. Streaks. And I think it's free. Well, it's free. And we're going to link all of these up over on Cool Mom Picks, including Casey's website and everything. Okay. So your second one. So my photo related one is something that's pretty new to me. I just signed up for the called monthly minis through chat books. And I have used chat books for many years to print things from my Instagram account automatically. But this monthly minis is something I'm only two months in. It is $5 a month. And it is a little book that comes with 30 pictures from your camera roll. So you go in the chat books app, you pick 30 pictures from your month and it turns it into a tiny book. And my kids are at the perfect age for this because they just love to see pictures of themselves from my Mm -hmm. phone because they don't see them, you know, they're never in their hands. And so this is $5, which includes shipping. And they're these tiny books. They can just throw them around, take them into their room for $5. I don't really care what happens to the book, Mm -hmm. but it's a great way, an affordable way to get the pictures into the hands of my kids without requiring much work from me at all. Oh my gosh. That's so affordable too. Yeah. I mean, what a great gift to give someone as well, along with your services, maybe. Oh yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> you should talk to chat books because that would be yes, fun, right? I know. Yeah. I really should become yeah. like a, a sponsor for that. Yeah, you're recommending it. We yeah. love chat books, but I wasn't aware of that feature. So, and I love that. I think it's kind of like a streak in a way. It's like a regular uh-huh. thing that you do every month. And I think it's fun for kids to see photos, right? Like we talked about earlier, they have a different experience with photos. So what a cool way yeah. to get your photos off your phone and let your kids see Well, yours. and when you're paying $5, you don't care. Like our one from February has a picture my son took of his Yoshi stuffed animal, but he really like wanted to take that picture. So I put it in the book and he's so excited that it's in the Aww, book. You don't yes. have to overthink, oh, this isn't worth printing when it's $5 for 30 pages. That's a like, great point. Well, and also what makes a great photo? What makes a great photo for us mm-hmm. is different for someone else. And, you know, I talk about this all the time because my boyfriend is a cinematographer, but he was a photojournalist oh, wow. and he uses the term memory photo because he is so used to setting up the perfect photo, making sure everything's in place. And then by that time, like the memory's over. <laughs> <laughs> or it's not even reality anymore. Right, right. So yes. he's, we call it a memory photo because it's just like, we're taking a photo to remember this moment. Uh-huh. So it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, not everything has to be in place, but we want to memorialize whatever our kids were doing or where we were. And so I try to keep that in mind too, yeah, because those photos are important. And if your kids are like, this is a memory photo and it's a blurry image of Yoshi, yeah. that's worthwhile, right? Like yeah. those are the things that are worthwhile. So memory photos, they're different. Yep different photos. Chat books, five bucks, five bucks a month. They also have nicer ones that are more expensive. Uh, I think $15 a month or $10 a month, but the $5 a month is called monthly minis. And I just love it. All right. Well, my cool pick of the week is, and they're not waist chains, but I'm just going to call them that. They're like the cool chains that you kind of hang from your belt buckles. Right. And it's like, mm-hmm. you kind of double them up and they look super cool and edgy. I don't know. I kind of always just thought I wasn't cool enough to wear them, but 
Um, <laughs> someone I love, the DIY designer, her name's Orly Shani. That's her Instagram account. She had this pair of pants that I also have from Target. And I'll be honest, I was like, I don't really wear them. They're cute, but they're a little preppy. Like, I'm just like, I don't know. And they were sitting in the bottom of my drawer. And then lo and behold, she has these pants, but she added these two chains and a pair of clunky boots. And I was like, that just <laughs> breathed new life into those pants that I didn't think were very cool. Isn't that fun? Yeah, it's so fun. <laughs> and like, you know, my youngest loves that look too. Like she's always trying to find those chains. So I found them, orally shared them. They're $13 on Amazon. You can get them in silver. You can get them in gold. And I was just like, what a clever way sort of change something in your wardrobe that maybe you're tired of wearing. Maybe it feels a little boring or maybe not your style and you want to add a little edge, you know, add a clunky boot, add these chains. And like, it just completely changed the way I saw those pants. So I just had to share it. Of course, we're going to link everything up. My waist chains, the streaks app, the monthly minis, Casey's website, everything you'll find over at coolmompix.com. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Spawned. Huge thanks to our engineer, John Bowen. If you've got a moment and you can leave us a five-star review, we would greatly appreciate your time when you do that, when you subscribe, when you download our episodes. Did you know you can also text someone in episode two? Yeah, any way that you can share our episodes, it helps others listeners like you find us. You can also join us on Facebook. We've got our Spawned podcast community. We have OutTech Your Kids, where we've actually talked about some of the tricks I mentioned earlier in this show, especially that search feature that everybody loves in photos that we featured over on Cool Mom Tech and OutTech Your Kids. And of course, Recipe Rescue, if you want a little help feeding your family. Thanks so much for listening to Spawn. This is Kristen. Liz will be back next week. Have a great day. Bye.